Hi, I'm Adam Ethevitable. And I'm Sarah. This is the DKS Podcast, a podcast about dating, sex, and relationships. This week, we'll be talking about pair bonding and promiscuity. Enjoy the show. Whether you're married or single or poly or ace, or hanging out with swingers back at your place, listen to us as we get no fuss on Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks, trying and trying and having no luck, because we all know dating kind of sucks. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Dating Kinda Sucks. If you're new to DKS, my name is Adam, and I'm a comedian, writer, and misogynist turned feminist, joined by my co-host Sarah, who is a millennial, travel junkie, and serial dater now in a committed relationship. We're not professionals, doctors, or experts, just two people sharing our perspectives on the world of dating, sex, and relationships. The first half of every episode is spent catching up on what's happening in our lives, and the second half is reserved for the episode's main topic. So if that's all that brought you here, you can skip through the halfway mark, or you can stick around and enjoy the whole show. Let's get started. So happy March. Oh, March. Fuck. I know. February hits real quick, and then, and then it's spring, yeah, basically. Then, then it's gone. Yeah, yeah. this episode uh, will be out on in March, and March is actually our five-year uh, anniversary of doing the podcast. I thought you forgot. I would never forget. Um, even though I like to say we're on the sixth season, it is our fifth year, which sounds confusing, but it makes sense to me. It does make sense to you, yes, every time. <laughs> I know. Well, because I think what we did was we did the first year or like half a year or nine months, or whatever. And I was like, let's start over with season two. And that's really where, where it all came from. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, we're, uh, this is this is means we've been doing this shit for five whole years this month. That's we've tolerated crazy. each other for five whole years is really yeah. it's our friendship for five years. It is. It re- I mean, it really <laughs> is. That That is the funny thing is that the podcast existed before our friendship. I know. Like, we didn't know each other before that. We were just strangers talking on the internet, basically. (laughs) It's really kind of odd when you think about that. So, uh, and now we talk about our lives and, you know, and everybody who's been listening and following along knows what's been going on. And I know we have some people who have been catching up now and, like, are messaging me from, like, oh, I'm listening to an episode from 2018 and something. I'm like, oh, you're going to Characters change. The, ar- yeah. the arcs <laughs> change there a little bit. but That's, that's right. Yeah, our character arcs. Uh, <laughs> there's been some development. So what's been going on in your life? Um, I am packing to go to a bachelorette party this weekend. So I talked about, you know, going to Florida for a wedding. So my cousin's getting married and we're all going to Austin, Texas. It's a group of, I want to say seven or eight girls. I only know my cousin and then my other cousin's wife is going. So two other people and I'll be the oldest one there. So 31 year old me and I think everyone else is 24, 25. So I'm not trying to drink up with anybody and I'm just going to do my own thing. Actually, when my cousin invited me, she was like, if you want to go to some of the events, you can. If you just want to hang and explore us and you can, you know, do your own thing. We're older or you're older than us. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't mean I can't join. But well, especially because like, you know, you you know, you're in your 30s, like, you know, chronologically. But like you're really like in your 60s when it comes to like who you are as a human being on the inside. Well, so. I'm not I'm not trying to stay out until two in the morning partying on Sixth Street. Why not? You're on vacation at a bachelorette party. Like why not? Because I don't enjoy doing that. That's why. Because you're sixty on the inside. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm sixty just because I don't want to be it at the does. bar. No, it that's it. You like doing that because that's a you thing. I like going to bed by ten thirty. I like feeling rested. I like waking up early. 
That doesn't mean right, I'm fucking of 60. Of course, you like checking the newspaper and reading the obituaries to I don't see which, do of, that. which of your friends do... have died each, each week. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> there are probably other people out there who are in their 30s. Doing your, who like your macrame, going... your cross-stitching. You know, I just bought a macrame for my plants. <laughs> <laughs> they just came in the mail today, actually. Yeah, see, it makes me happy and fuck you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, you don't just don't deny that you're 60 years old on the inside. And I'm. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's just. How I just you think are. I'm. I just think I'm a regular 30 or 31 year old person. You're just not the normal 46 year old person. Well, and I know that too. But no, I would say that most people in their early 30s, when they go away for a bachelorette party, will probably let loose a little bit. And your idea of letting loose is going to be having two drinks instead of one. No, it's going to be having one. Dude, I, okay, so like, I, and I'll get into it, but I had a couple of drinks the other weekend, and I was like, yo, I'm fucking wasted right now after two <laughs> cocktails. So I'm not trying to drink that much. And honestly, right. I, I think the pendulum is shifting for a lot of people, uh, like reevaluating their alcohol intake, and I'm one of those people. So I'm more on the... I'm not sober, but I'm more on the like sober curious. I don't really hate drinking, but I'm not always reaching for a glass of wine like I used to be after a day of work. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's fine too. I I don't, I mean, I only drink when I'm out being social, which is not very often. So I understand that, but I just, I mean, I, I also think bachelor parties are stupid. And I think that we, you know, the idea of separating into the two different genders and having to go on, you know, like. Especially like, you know, going with the people that just because they're the on the on the bride side versus the the groom side to go like have this last hurrah party uh, is kind of an outdated thing. Uh, I think it should just be like a fun event for everybody. I mean, it doesn't have to be separated. Some people do it all together. It just really depends on your friend group. But I think it's a good, you know, I think it's a good thing if. You're sensible and on the same page with other people about your expectations. I think yeah. where it gets bad is when a lot of people have, you know, you have 10 girls or whatever, and they all have very different expectations of how the weekend's going to go. And there's like someone with a tight deadline of we're doing this at 9 a.m., then this at 11, oh, yeah. then this. Yeah. That's not my vibe. You know, I want, we have some things throughout the day, but it's like afternoon, do whatever you want, evening, Meet us up for dinner. You know, it's it's pretty chill, and I'm sure people will break off in groups, and it'll be fine. So this will be my second one. But yeah, I don't plan on getting too crazy. I'm actually I haven't been to Texas since I don't know, like 2017 or something like that. So it's been a minute, and it's the only place in Texas I've ever been. Actually, never yeah, been anywhere well, else, just Austin. Yeah, well, I feel like Austin, and Austin in March is a good nice time to go. Like I feel like the weather should be pretty pretty much perfect at that point. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, um, and yeah, that's uh, that's probably the only part of Texas really worth going to would be the uh, like that Austin Austin San Antonio area. I mean, I feel like pockets of Houston and Dallas are okay too, but right. that's really about it. Yeah. So that's me. Yeah. So bachelorette party. So I'm sure we're gonna have a fun story about. Uh, about you, me not going out. There. About you not going out and doing anything. I, I'm well, sure about, I'm going... about you being driven crazy by all the 20, 20 year olds uh, being, you know, going out and drinking. I just feel like the one thing that will probably get on my nerves is the expectation of having to do everything that the other people want to do. Right. And I am very fucking vocal. Plus, it's my family. So if I bow out, I fucking bow out, and that and that's how it is, kind of thing. I'm gonna do me. 
but there is like a dress code for certain events, which kind of irks me a little bit. But I'm like, okay, God, you know, that just sounds terrible. <laughs> it's just a little. It's just a, for me a little much, you know. And I think if I ever planned a bachelorette party, what would I do? I just sit by the pool all day and then go to a spa, and it would that would be it. It would be a one day thing, no plans, just hang out and drink, yeah, I yeah. guess. But it's not me, and uh, it'll be fun regardless. So. Hopefully. Hopefully. Will be. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, so. it sounds basically like hell, other than the fact of just hanging out with a bunch of like drunk 24 year olds, which is basically those are my people. Those are your um, people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, other, other than that, uh, the rest of it just sounds absolutely terrible. Well, I'll be happy to see my family and to be in a new city and see some sunshine for three consecutive days. So, not mad at that. I know that. you've gone a few weeks without traveling. Are you? Uh, how are you feeling? Are you feeling antsy? <laughs> well, it's like I do Austin and then I'm going to Chile and then I'm going to Florida and then I'm going to Alaska and then I'm going to Maine. So, I have my whole fucking year planned at this point. Right, I forgot about Alaska too. I forgot you were doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I know really my, do have sort of my coworkers were asking, they're like, oh, because they saw PTO for this weekend or whatever, or, you know, Thursday, Friday. And they're like, yeah. oh, are you going to Alaska? And I was like, oh no, I'm going to Texas. They're like, wait, when are you, go- when are you going to Alaska? I'm like, oh, that's like Memorial Day. They're like, wait, when are you going to Chile? And I was like, oh, that's right after this. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fine. That's me. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Chile's gonna be fun, I think, and that's um, you're doing that with a group, right? So you're not gonna be on you like completely on your own, right? Yeah, I think after a couple of trips of being solo and spending probably two months solo, you know, just on trips, I'm ready to be in a group again. So yeah, so I joined a group, a different group than the one I was in last time, called the Wi-Fi Tribe, and um, yeah, I'll be interested cool. to. There's like 21 of us in the group, so hopefully I'll mesh with a couple people there, and it'll be good. Yeah, hopefully you won't have any douchebags. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you can't be too sure. There, yeah, there's always there's always one douchebag in a group. Right? Other, I was gonna be, I was <laughs> at, gonna least be at least one douche. Yes. Yeah. And if there isn't, then you're the douchebag. Fuck, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh no, everything was great. There was no assholes. Yeah, sorry, that that does mean that you you were the asshole and nobody told you. Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. What about you? What uh, what have you been up to? Not uh, not much at all. I've been mostly a hermit. Uh, it's been snowing. I had a uh, friend come in from Florida who I hadn't seen in a couple of years and come for the weekend. So that was that was nice. It was uh, it was nice to have somebody that uh, just here. And I was I was worried that I was going to be like sick of her like by like the first day just because I'm so used to having nobody in my space at all. Mm-hmm. But we got along great, and so it was it was really nice to just have someone like, hey, let's go do these things and show around a couple of my favorite places. And she liked my favorite bar as much as I liked my as I like my favorite bar, so that was nice. And I uh, tried to show her just some uh, some of the cooler parts of here, but uh, it was mostly snow and cold. And uh, hit the hot tub a couple times, which was nice. Yeah, it was, it was it was great. There was the one point where we went to see Cocaine Bear, which was very fun. I really want to see that movie yeah. so fast. And then uh, I think we got back from I think it's we got back from that, and she's like, "Do you have any edibles?" And I was like, "Yeah, I happen to have some. I don't really take them very often, but I have them." And so I gave her the like there was a, a few options, and she just grabbed one and took it. And like an hour later, we were in the hot tub, and all of a sudden, like just she started getting like really kind of like wide eyed. And wanted to get out of the hot tub, and so she was hungry. So we went to this place to get pizza, and we're sitting there about to get pizza, and, and, and we ordered, we're just waiting, and she goes, 
They all know. They all know. <laughs> She's fucked. She's I was like, fucked. what do they all know? They all know how high I am right now. How do they all know? And she just like, and she, she's like, she's usually pretty, it's pretty funny because she takes edibles all the time, but apparently uh, she didn't look at the one she took and it's like a 250 milligram edible. And usually she takes like you know, I die. 10 milligrams I would fucking here. die. Yeah, I, I would die. I can only imagine. I would see you. God like five times. Uh, five times. See, I just like I, I would. I would probably pay good money to see you high on two hundred fifty milligrams. Bro, I had a hundred and thought I saw God. Could you imagine yeah. on two fifty? What the fuck? No way. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was. We had a good time. Got to catch up, and I don't think we'd ever really spent that much like quality time together either. Like it'd been like you know we'll go out every now and then and spend a couple of nights, or I would go over to her place when she's having a party and end up just like crashing at her place for the night. So I'd see her, you know, o- overnight basically. But nef- nothing um, like done this level, and it was really it was really great. And she it was funny because she was like, you know, I was really anxious because I just get anxious when I go anywhere. She was like, I went to my family's when my grandmother died and I was anxious about like just staying there and all this. And she said, so I was just, you know, she goes, it, it took like two days for my anxiety to go away and finally feel like comfortable and it felt great. And I was really worried. But now, now I'm not. And she goes, now I have to leave and go back. And oh. she's like, it sucks. You know, by the time you start to feel, you know, kind of like, on, you know, really like yourself. But um, yeah, so that was that was that was really nice, and then it's also really nice that she's gone, and now I have the place completely <laughs> to myself again. <laughs> I was gonna say good for you for socializing, but yeah. never mind. <laughs> well, no, it was good. I mean, you know, she was here for four four days. We had four solid days of socializing, and uh, and now I'm ready to be alone and uh, not leave the place and talk to anybody for a couple of days. Okay. So. Well, I'll stop calling you. <laughs> you can always call me. <laughs> and my uh, my dad's still in Florida, and uh, he's coming back in the second week of March now. And he just called me today and was telling me that he's uh, he's like, yeah, I'm really like I'm enjoying this. Like uh, it's nice. I'm on the beach. Like it's beautiful weather. There's enough of a breeze, not hot. Because it's the best time and, to be in Florida. This oh, is yeah, when the absolutely. snowbirds go to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a snowbird now, even though he used to live in Florida for many years. And uh, he said, uh, "My," he goes, "You know." Like, you know, I miss your mother terribly. I miss her, you know, tremendously. But, you know, we weren't able to do this for a while, you know, for, for and so it, it's kind of like, it's nice. It feels free to be able to do these things. And I was like, yeah, dad, I mean, you're, you're free to do whatever the hell you want. And he was kind of realizing, like, if I come back and I do whatever stuff I have to do around the house and I got to pay taxes and all that stuff, he goes, and then I decide I just want to fly off to somewhere else I can. And I was like, yeah, dad, you can do whatever, the, like, literally you right. can do whatever you want. Like, you are retired. You have disposable income. Like you can do anything you want right now. And I, I think that he's finally really realizing that. And I think it'll be good for him. So yeah, we'll see. Good for your dad. Yeah, I know. About time he's <laughs> come around a little bit, you know? A, a little bit, a li- yeah. yeah. I mean, there's still still plenty of other issues. Uh, he, he did say something to my, my sister the other day where he was like, you know, you kids just don't seem to understand that I lost my wife. Like, does he not understand that? You lost, we lost our mother. Yeah. No, no, he, he, it just, in, in his head, it just doesn't, I just don't think he thinks about it like that. Like it, it's, it's, it's his wife first and then, you know, and everything else is secondary, even his children's loss. Yeah. That's just how he processes things. So very, uh, very interesting, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's probably a very interesting look into my family dynamic there too. Maybe shows why I'm so uh, kind of independent and off uh, trying to do my own thing. <laughs> yeah, no need to ruffle more feathers being around <sighs> some of those comments. So yeah, exactly. So that's all, all that's been going on in my life. Um, and uh, yeah, let's um, let's get into a couple a uh, couple things before we uh, we take it over to uh, 
to our, our travel section. Um, <laughs> <laughs> first thing I'd, I'd like, and if you're listening right now, pause the podcast. Wait, wait till I finish my sentence first. Oh, no, too late. Too late. They already paused it. <laughs> I want you to pause the podcast, and I want you to call 407-519-0181. And leave us a voicemail. I want you to ask some advice. I want you to say something about the podcast. Just something. We we ran out of voicemails. We we finally got caught up on them. I like having one every every week to try to do every episode to try to do. And uh, so we need more. So I need you to come up with a question. Something that's been bothering you. You can do it anonymously. You don't have to give your name if you don't want. And just leave that at four zero seven five one nine. 0181. And it doesn't have to be about a relationship or anything like that. It could be, it could be something, yeah. it could be anything really. Yeah, it can be, it, can, it really can be. It can be, it can be any type of topic related to, I mean, you know, Sarah's been traveling everywhere. It can be about travel. It could be about different cultures. It can be about, you know, anything that you just wanted to talk about. Um, we would love to hear it. What are you pissed and, off about? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like what, what's, what's bothering you recently? Let's, let's talk about that too. Uh, I want to try to expand it. I just want you to be able to leave a question or, or statement about anything. Something gives us something to discuss in the, this first uh, section of the, of the podcast. So that's your job right now is to, like I said, to pause the episode and dial 407-519-0181 and leave us a call and leave us a message. So go do that right now. Okay. You're good back. Job. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. And you're back. <laughs> cool. Good job. <laughs> uh, so uh, two things I wanted to mention. Um, one is, first of all, um, this new thing that I've been hearing about, this Facebook group called are we dating the same guy and there's ones for all different cities and they're private groups um that are for women only uh, which makes me sad not because i like i i just feel like I you want you want in on the drama i, I want to read i want to read some of the comments but basically it's a very the, the rules are very strict like you can't trash men you can't like it's very 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 strict about it but it's basically um and you haven't heard about this really have you i'm not on facebook <laughs> well it's not but i mean i'm not i didn't hear about it on facebook i heard about it on tiktok and twitter and like and things like that so no i mean you, I don't know. i've seen other facebook groups saying you know stay away from this guy and in right. this city, whatever. So this is just the opposite. You know, now it's are we dating him? We do we. So it's essentially like yeah. It's essentially all women are doing is just posting a photo of a guy or a Tinder profile, and then women are basically coming out. Oh yeah, I'm dating him right now. And then someone else saying I'm dating him right now. So like you're essentially having Wild. these men being called out for being fuckboys. Or worse, uh, someone's like, oh, yeah, I'm married to him. Or, you know, or, oh, that's my friend's husband. Oh, well, I just saw him on Tinder. You know, and so, like, it's basically, like, there's nowhere to hide from uh, if men are being shitty. And, of course, men are being very, you know, getting very angry about this. Um, Fuck. Wait, did you see a TikTok of a guy being angry about this? No, no. I just, I I saw that uh, some of the rules are like, here's why, you know, please don't talk about this because men are getting, you know, very upset about it. Because they're getting called out for their shitty behavior. Right. Because they're yeah. being held accountable. And that's what makes like shitty men angrier than anything in the world is being held accountable. Um, they would much rather just, you know, blame everybody else. Um, and actually, so a very good friend of mine is in the Orlando group. And um, someone, I don't think she did, but someone posted a picture of the guy that she just recently broken up with over the last like six months, six months ago. And someone else anonymously commented and said, Oh yeah, that guy's a fuck boy. Like he was recently in a relationship and he was cheating on her the whole time. And I felt so terrible, oh but like God. he was fucking a different girl every night and stuff like that. She's sitting here. Yeah. She, she called me. She was just uh, so upset. And I was like, well, you're at least you're done with him now. Like, what can you do? Oh. You know? But yeah. So it's, it's, it's insane. But, um, yeah. So, Jesus, uh, men out there. that's 
that's breaking up marriages real quick. Right, Jesus. which it should, you know, yeah. it should. Yeah, stop being shitty men, basically. But I, I just, I love the concept of it. So if you are a woman uh, and you are on Facebook, I would uh, recommend checking uh, one of those groups out. I think it's, you just search for like, are we dating the same guy in the name of your city? And you might be able to find the, find the group. And um, especially it might be a good screening tool for people, you know, for, for anybody who, you know, if you're dating anybody. I, I wonder... Like if there's one in Utah or whatever, and people are posting like my Tinder picture. Anybody dating this guy? And everybody's gonna be like, "No, like we were chatting, and then he just kind of like disappeared and stopped talking. Like he just <laughs> <laughs> seemed or like, cool, but or like, like he seemed great, but yeah, he just didn't really want to travel all the way over to Salt Lake City or something like that. That's my guess is what it, what it's all like. Yeah, he just seemed like he wanted to promote his podcast and his TikTok. He didn't really want to date anybody. Damn. So, well, I also those are think true. I also think it would be interesting, like how early on some people are dating. That they they'll post the photo, you know, like after a first true. after a first date, or people going on and then sharing that photo. Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you do have to wonder what is dating. Like, are they saying are you right. actually dating him, or did you just go on a date with him? Because mm-hmm. one of those, there's no nothing wrong with it. The other one is if you you know talk about exclusivity. Yeah, but yeah, you'd really want to, you know, but the ones that were married and shit like that too. It's crazy, Fucking wild, or just like your friend with the breakup story yeah. and all that. Yeah, you would have never, never known. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. never would have known. She suspected he might have been, but she wasn't sure. And uh, yeah, because like one day she found him like shaving his whole body, which he generally didn't do. Mm. But he also he also works in a, like in a gay bar as a bartender. So he said he was doing it just because it was just more comfortable. Because he usually sometimes he just works in like a thong. And so uh, she was like, okay, but uh, yeah. Huh. Now it turns out that it might not have been that for that at all. Interesting. I mean. I did that, like exposed somebody and just contacted the woman directly. Right. She didn't break up with him. She just, you know. I know. It's I had crazy. like 25 missed calls from that guy, Nick. And then she messaged right. me saying, thanks so much. Da, 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 da. And because he's on my fucking Venmo for whatever fucking reason, because I just, I, you know, sometimes I check the feed right, and right. all my shit's always private. I see him sending her fucking money for shit or the other way around. I'm like, oh you guys God. are still fucking together, which is, I guess you worked it out. Great. But yeah, scumbag, you know, yeah, typical, yep. typical. Mm. So wanna, yeah. what, <laughs> what else? What else? Hotline. What else? We don't what have else? a hotline uh, thing, but anything else from the Facebook group? Yeah. Let's do a quick shout out to the countries where we've recently been on the charts. You want to do that? Yeah. So some of these are new. Some of these are new-ish. Um, so we have Malaysia, Zimbabwe, Slovenia, Vietnam, and New Zealand. New Zealand. I haven't heard New Zealand in a while. I haven't heard New yeah. Zealand either. Yeah, it, it's been a while. I'm very excited about that. I want everyone in New Zealand to listen to the podcast because yeah. I want to travel to New Zealand. And so I want I want to be I want, I want us to be famous enough there that people want us to come out there and then we can justify it. <laughs> Well, Australia is a, I know they're not the same country, I'm aware, but I'm saying in that region of the world, yeah. Australia is one of our top countries. Yeah, it is on a consistent basis. Yeah. yeah we have, we have, uh, yeah, we have a lot of listeners there too, which is great. We do not have, uh, yeah, no as, as seriously, we don't have a no hotline call. However, we do have from our Facebook group, which you can uh, join as well by going to facebook.com slash groups slash DKS podcast. We have somebody who posted anonymously and they had a question. And I thought we would uh, we would just tackle that because it is an interesting one and something that might maybe nobody's really thought of before. Um, do you want to read it? Yeah, I can. To? I can go. Okay, good. 
So it starts off by saying, as someone who has had relatively few sexual partners, do two people ever just not fit together sexually? Like we're into each other, we're both aroused, but stuff isn't quite fitting correctly. It's almost like one person's body is angled one way and another person's is angled another. I can't quite explain it, but it feels weird. Like we start to get a rhythm and then things pop out. Possibly related, new partner is a bigger guy. I'm larger too, but I feel like maybe his belly is in the way. Is that a real thing? How do you deal with that? I've been with bigger guys before, but this is the first time that nothing we try seems to work. In the past, we are able to find one or two positions early on, and then we could work on the rest. So that is that is our question. All right. And, and I think that uh, I would say I'm probably pretty uniquely uh, suited to answer that as a bigger guy. Um, I can I can understand that. But um, I, either there's two things that I'm thinking of. Number one is sometimes it, it can be just a, you know, just not a not a fit. Like it's just it's something where you just have to really find that one position that works. Um, if you're both larger, sometimes having. Uh, the woman be on top is is going to be a position that gives you the control, and so that's that's something I would suggest as well, uh, because whenever I've had you know had sex with somebody who's who's also a little bit larger, that's always seemed to be the the most fruitful way to have sex. And then like when there's other types of sex, you know, like doggy style, I know is like such a popular way to, to have sex, but it is, it is harder. It is harder to just to coordinate in general, no matter what. Like, mm-hmm, I think it's yeah. one of those things that, that you can sometimes just not, <laughs> not quite like angle right. And, and it's just, you're, you're not getting there. And I had a, I had a girlfriend that uh, was not bigger and she always wanted to try doggy style and it was just never working for us. It was just like. I don't know what it was. Like I could never figure it out. It was something about the, yeah, just something, just the angles weren't working properly, uh, was not getting there. And, uh, and so we, you know, we would try to find other ways. Um, I think the other thing is if, I don't know if your partner's also had relatively few sexual partners, but if he has, he could be trying to do porn sex. And I remember because I tried to do porn sex the first times I was having sex with, with when I was with with Amy, with my, with my ex-wife. And what porn sex is, is you watch porn where they're always pulling all the way out and then they go all the way in God, and they pull yeah. all the way out and they go all the way in because they, because they're doing it for fucking a movie. They're doing it for a film. So Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> and and you, you, you need to stop, you need to tell him to stop doing that. Cause if, if, he, you know, if he's got a bigger belly or whatever, then it's probably, he's pulling out too far and he's popping out right. because he's trying to pull out and thrust in when instead, once he's in, he should essentially be grinding his hips back and forth and you should be grinding. You don't need to be pulling out and you don't need to thrust like that. Like once you're, once you're in and, and there's a fit, then use that to the best of your ability, but don't try to pull out it and try to like make it like porn sex. Cause that's when you're, that's when you're going to fuck up. Um, I, I guess, you know, no pun intended. So that, that's, uh, that'd be my, my answer. Mm. Yeah. That's a really good point. I haven't thought about that of pulling all the way out. I was originally just thinking it was the rhythm, but not from like the pulling out way. But if he was like going too fast and then that, you know, especially like right, doggy right. style or whatever, then he's popping out or whatever. My other thought was, you know, finding the right position is important, but using pillows always really seem to help if I am struggling with stuff of just having something else to elevate your hips whether it's doggy style or missionary or whatever the position is I've I that's helped me in the past but a lot of the times it stemmed from just the rhythm is way too fast and just checking that and making sure like you good with this okay I'm good with this and just trying to maintain that because a lot of switching around then you're just going to be unsatisfied too of like oh we tried that didn't work oh we tried that it's like let's find 
old faithful first and then just stick yes. with that so yes exactly find old faithful first but yeah no i, I think that's very true so i i you know, i definitely need to i would say yeah try try a few things try different positions find that one position find the one way when it fits in and then kind of work with it and I, i'm sure that position is there it, ha- it has to be, be there yeah but don't there. don't start with the crazy position either you know right start right. with missionaries start with uh, girl on top start you know if yeah. doggy style doesn't work you know start with some of like the tried and true ones and then if those don't work then research other ones that look like could work for a sustained period of time because that's the other thing too is some of these positions look cool i can't be in that position for more than like oh, three yeah. fucking minutes are you kidding me my hips my knees my feet like trying to hold it on my fucking balls of my toe you know whatever right Plus, you're like you're a sixty year old woman, so like you can't really be doing <laughs> my arthritis, your hip, my arth- my hips, my uh, my joints. I mean, I just can't do it anymore. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll we'll be uh, hearing from Sarah. We'll be with uh, that's right. <laughs> She's gonna go put some ointment on. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, with what to see with Sarah G. So. Typically for the what to see with Sarah G section, I pick a city and then I call out all of the cool places to eat and attractions to visit and where to stay and all of that. But Royna actually took a staycation about 30 minutes outside of Seattle. What was it last weekend? And we had the absolute yeah. best time. And I, re- I really just want to highlight this area because <laughs> we haven't really done anything as a couple as a trip in a while and it hasn't been like a what to see. So this is more incorporated with the the romance and the, you know, that side of things. If you're planning on visiting the Pacific Northwest. The the, the romance, if you the, will. Uh, pff, the romance. <laughs> don't don't tell him that. I don't. <laughs> so where we stayed was the lodge at St. Edwards Park. And it's actually located in St. Edwards Park, which is a state park in the state of Washington. So as we were driving through, you know, there's a main road, but as we were driving through to get to the hotel, you're literally just driving through what it felt like a forest of trees to then find the lodge, like perched up a little bit on a hill. Pretty cool, though, because it's not your typical hotel. It actually used to be a seminary and it was a seminary for 45 years. And then it kind of just sat vacant for a long time and then they renovated it and reopened as a hotel in May of 2021. So you'll see a lot of history throughout the building. And that's what I really loved about staying there was like, it's not just a cookie cutter, you know, other hotel chain, you know, it was like, oh, cool. I'm here for the surrounding nature and the vibe that this place brings. So as you're, you know, walking through and going to your room, you'll notice that previous dormitories are actually combined into two and they were enlarged to make those guest rooms. And then former classrooms on the main floors are now where meeting spaces and event spaces are held. And then they also have like they used to have a barber shop and that's now turned into a bar called Tonsorium Bar, which is Latin for barbershop. And then their previous like dining hall when it was a seminary is now their main restaurant, Cedar Nelm. So and but they really they really keep with the history of that. Like throughout the property as you're walking through, you can see old photography of like, this is what it used to look like. Here's what it looks like now. And they really kept up with a lot of the historic features of the building. So much so that as we were walking through, there's like this small little section down stairs and like in a little corner, almost like a closet sized room that they didn't really renovate. They kept the original, the really original. And that's where students would go if they were punished. Like it was just like a little closet door, like the, hmm. the punishing room. I don't think that's the right term, but just like a little room. Um, They haven't 
figured out what to do with that space, but they were like, we don't want to like do anything with it yet. But you know, this is obviously an original. And then around the property, there's a indoor swimming pool that isn't renovated, but that's where it was um, that they plan on renovating in the future, possibly. There's a bee yard where all the honeybees are kept. And then there's also a pickleball court where hotel guests can reserve court time or any. What's pickleball? So <laughs> did you know? <laughs> Fun fact. I mean, I've heard I've heard of it. I just I have no concept of what it is. Right. So I never played it, but it's actually like Washington State's official sport, I guess. OK. Um, okay. That's I learned that while I was there. It's kind of like tennis, but you're in an inside court. So you have like the net there and you have like little, they're not table tennis size paddles, but they feel like they're around that size. I've never, again, I've never played, but when we walked in there, there were people playing and I was like, ah, this looks like just like you're on a bigger court, but you're playing with small, you know, not a big tennis racket, just a little thing. Yeah. So they have no pickles involved. Nope. Nope. (laughs) No pickles. Okay. All right. I was just wondering. I just thought maybe. Okay. Not sure how it got that name. No, I don't know. Right. But All you right. can you can reserve and play pickleball as a guest or since it's on, you know, the state park's property, you can also just go if you're visiting the state park there. But what I found really amazing, there were so many other hiking trails around the property. So you could you could mountain bike, you could hike down to Lake Washington, you could I don't like you could just walk around all of the trails. There's also a grotto that weddings are held at too, which was beautiful. And we weren't there, you know, during summer when all the weddings were happening. But I imagine, you know, you could just have a beautiful wedding there. So Roy and I explored that area for probably two hours of just walking around there. And then we got the chance to, after our hike, go to the spa, the Vitanova Spa, and enjoy an infrared sauna. So with the gloomy weather, it was really the perfect treat. And then after we walked around the art gallery on the main floor, which is filled with local artists from the Washington area. So a lot of really fun, quirky things to do around the hotel that like typically you wouldn't experience anywhere else where like you just check in, sleep and whatever. I just felt like there was so much more to do there. <laughs> One thing that Roy and I had to ask when we were around the property was if the hotel is actually haunted. I had watched a couple of YouTube videos and people saying they had a weird experience and uh I didn't have any weird experiences if anything I was more anxious that I was going to have an experience and then nothing ended up happening we did ask a couple of people at the hotel and they say that it's haunted and they were sharing stories of feeling like there was somebody in the room but again can't really I personally can't speak to that so basically, you're saying that uh, that anyone who lives in Washington or is traveling to Washington should check out the lodge at St. Edward State Park? Yeah. I mean, I want to go back during the summertime. Uh-huh. They hold festivals in the park during the summer. That's what they were telling us. And it, it would just be a cool place to chill and enjoy being outside. I thought it probably one of the and I've stayed at a lot of places probably one of the coolest hotels I've stayed at just from all the history there's also a library too so you know they renovated a lot of other places they had a library which was the original library when it was a seminary and they had you know free snacks and drinks and you could play games so we played chess and played Monopoly and read books and just hung out in the library too so especially for the Pacific Northwest region if you if the weather's not the best you know and you visit during the winter time it's kind of the best place to just cozy up to a book and hang out in there. Yeah, and your photos and stuff. And if you're looking uh, for uh, more details on on the lodge, um, you can check out uh, Sarah's Instagram reels and TikTok reels. I think uh, you have 
you have some info there. We even have uh, some on our YouTube, too, uh, that you can check out. Yeah. Some great uh, videos. Now, as somebody who goes to hotels and then usually never leaves the room and just uh, stays in, is there, are the rooms nice? Like, oh, uh, I love <laughs> – yes, the rooms are nice. The beds are yeah. really comfy. We were in a king-size bed, so, you know, typically we sleep in a queen. So that was nice. Um, and they also had an espresso machine in there, which I think okay. is pretty rare for hotel. Normally, it's just a, a standard coffee maker. So when I saw yeah, that, I was like, yeah. hell yeah, like gourmet coffee in my room in the morning. So that was nice. But I, I would suggest you leave the room, you know, if well, you course, stay there. Don't, you know, just stay, you know <laughs> don't just stay there. But, yeah, no, it was a really nice size room and. I don't know. We did so much exploring around the property that I was I was actually kind of sad to leave because we had such a good time. And it was right after Valentine's Day. So it was like a Valentine's Day weekend treat. And we had some cocktails at the different restaurants that were there and just really enjoyed our time. And it was funny, you know, Roy, I don't think Roy was as excited for the trip as I was because I was like, oh, like perfect timing, Valentine's Day, you know, something special, right. just the two of us. And he was like, oh, no, it'll be fine. And then as we were walking through and when we had dinner our first night there at Cedar Nome, he's like, this is so fucking nice. <laughs> like, this is amazing. And all the food that we ordered and we had champagne and then the cocktails were like the best he's ever had. And we just had an absolute blast and really felt like because we we ate there almost every single meal we really knew a couple of the waiters and they were like oh you're back again oh what's going on right. so it was like we really felt you know for the two days that we stayed there that we felt part of you know the crew i guess oh that's awesome yeah so yeah All the right. lodge at st edward state park highly recommend if you are even if you're just visiting the seattle area and you kind of want to get away from the city for a day or two and your trip to the Pacific Northwest, I think it's a really good option. Um, and then you can like make your way back to Seattle whenever. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. That's What to See with Sarah G. The Lodge, St. Edward State Park. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break, come back, and we're going to talk about pair bonding and promiscuity. Adam, why the fuck are we talking about pair bonding? I, I, I'm sure this is going to be something about men are shitty and, I don't know, something along those lines. But I've never heard about this before. All right. Well, where this came from was there has been just a, a prevalence of shitty men. Yes. Oh, um, okay. on, uh, <laughs> on, uh, on TikTok recently giving quote unquote dating advice, which is terrible advice. Uh, usually saying they always look like, you know, the, the, you just they always, they always look like the lowest specimens of human beings in the world. You know, it's like the same people who say that they're white supremacists. And you're always like, you're not you're not there's no supremacy in you, buddy. You know, it's like <laughs> same type of same type of guys like these guys who are just like you never date a woman with, you know, who has a high body count, which, uh, you know, if you don't know what that means, it means who's had a lot of a lot of partners, partners yep. uh, a lot of sexual partners um, because it prevents her ability to pair bond, which means that she won't be able to have a relationship. It's a little more complicated, but that, that, so there is, that's one of their things though, is they're basically shaming women who have healthy sex lives by saying that they can't pair bond. And this is a myth and everything. So I wanted to get into this and talk about this in a way that makes it extremely clear how fucking stupid these people are and <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> how ignorant they are and how you should avoid anyone who talks about that in, in a, with any type of serious, um, tone whatsoever okay but like definition of pair bond like i i understand that element of two people and they're bonded together like i right. I, I think like avatar you know where she <laughs> she puts her tail into his yeah, asshole like or whatever what I, I don't know i haven't seen it but yeah isn't that what they, that what they do yeah she pegs him with her tail and then like they're they're bonded and then they're bonded um, forever yeah. is that like what this is 
That's a, it, close. Um, so, okay. So a pair bond um, is a relationship between two animals that lasts beyond the mating period. So it's like after they have sex, it can, they continue to have a bond. Uh, one of the prime examples of this, because it's not actually very common in nature. One of the big examples is the prairie vole. Okay, which is like a small rodent that mates for life and it actually mates for life. They form a relationship that lasts well after mating. It cohabitates. They raise the offspring together. If um, the partner dies, the uh, the other vole usually never gets another mate. It usually just becomes depressed and lethargic and just eventually dies. And in fact, I even read this, that if in studies, if they separate uh, a vole from its partner in like a clinical setting, uh-huh. The other one will become so apathetic that it'll just let you drown it without even struggling. Like Holy it'll just shit. like it's it like that's that's a pair bond. Like it's it's like it's this like essentially codependent relationship where they literally cannot exist without each other. Okay, so that's, but that's, that's that's what a pair bonding is. Yeah, that's one example. I'm fucking cats and dogs and elephants and I don't like name any other animal. Right, it doesn't happen. It happens, you know. And there's a few examples in in like animal kingdom. Where where animals pair bond, but that you know it's 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 so it's probably not necessarily the word best word to use either. Right, but I'm just thinking. Okay, we're gonna shit on. Uh, we're gonna go back to shitting on women because they have multiple partners. Are we shitting on zebras and lot? You know, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> we talking animal kingdom here. This <laughs> right. What it sounds so of like. course, you know, cause it's 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 like every time any type anytime men try to discuss women and you know they're they're being shitty is when they're like, oh well, women are like cars or women are like you know whatever. Women are like this and we're like you know a uh, machine an ATM you put in enough tokens and you get something out whatever like you know they all like they, they, they and so and that's what they're doing with pair bonding is they are now basically twisting like science to try to say, Oh, Hey, how do we, how do we control women? How do we shame them? What do we do? And so trying to, you know, say that women with a high body count, uh, can't form pair bonds so that women should avoid the, you know, avoid those women, uh, if they want a relationship, but they're completely wrong. This sounds like the church and virginity. Yes. (laughs) So that's a big part of it. So like, so there's, there's a a variety of reasons I love of where this comes from. So let's 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 talk about the first thing here. Oh, okay. And the, this is yeah, the, the, <laughs> well, like just all the different ways that they're they're wrong on this. First is the humans, as you already said, humans don't pair bond. Like we don't we don't mate for life. The we don't die technical... and want to get drowned if we're what? Right, and if we do, it's considered unhealthy. Like right. if, if someone's like at that level, you know, they you know the actual technical term for what humans are is a serial monogamist. That we commit. And, and obviously, it's more of a like a historical sense. Like I think society's kind of been changing a little bit with a lot of the, a lot of the polyamory and things like that. But but serial monogamy is is kind of been a uh, general standard. And I know it doesn't apply to everybody, but like that. So that means we date and then we break up and then we date someone else mm-hmm. and we stay with them. You know, but it, it's it's very rare that the like the person you marry is the first person you dated. So even when you get to just just the marriage. You're not pair bonded because if you were pair bonded, you'd be stuck with the original person you dated at 13 who, you know, who, you know, who fingered you behind the, you know, behind the bleachers and then uh, and then told all his friends, you know, like that, that would be, <laughs> that would be, the, you know, that's, well, that, that's part of it. Are these people just talking any kind of sexual interaction or only penetration? They aren't thinking that far because they're calling, oh, okay. they're, they're calling it sexual activity. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Got you there, bitch. Right. Yeah, basically. So, like, their whole initial concept of saying that women can't pair bond if they have a high body count. Uh, you know, I'm going to stop saying body count because I really I hate that phrase. Like, it's it's just a very 
I feel like it is not a healthy phrase. It makes it if they've had a lot of sex. If yeah, I feel like if they have a healthy sex life, um, yeah. an active sex life, but uh, but like, and and I don't I don't like promiscuous. Promiscuous also has like these negative connotations to it. Body count sounds like you know like she's racking up bodies, you know, and it's just it's not you know it's like it, a it death makes toll. It seem like, yeah, which right, seem right, good. like something yeah. you should be ashamed of or, or feel guilty for, and and that you should not. Uh, so they're they're already saying the pair bond things already thrown in the trash because people don't pair bond so like that that initial thing but let's just say they're like oh well i didn't really mean pair bonding i meant you know like uh monogamy serial monogamy instead they're like you know someone can't do that they will cite studies so these these men will then then have these quote-unquote studies that say that women who are more educated more successful and more sexual have a higher likelihood of ending relationships that they're in and getting divorces than people who, than women who have less exposure to the real world, basically. And they're saying that's a bad thing? They're saying it is because they're saying it's because of the promiscuity, because they were promiscuous, quote unquote, because they they were so sexually active that they can't form pair bonds with their partners. Let's pull this back a a little bit, right? Uh, Let's let's look at self-confidence and they have careers. They feel they have stability in their lives. They understand who they are. And then, and then yeah. they have a healthy sex life on top of that. None of those yes. things are negatives, but God forbid. Right, and and then that's that's the big issue. That's why that's why there's so much of a a problem with this because they can't control uh, women who are confident. Exactly. See, so they have these studies that men 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 will these studies that they're looking at are reaching this conclusion. That it's the sexual activity that leads to the ending of the relationships. What study? Who who performed uh, these fucking studies? No, the Catholic Church? Like who? Usually, usually it's religious places. Usually, you know, yeah. Um, and if not religious, then it's usually women hating groups. You know, like uh, just that are that are it's written in very. But they're not scientific studies. These are just like oh yeah observational no, yeah. studies. Motivational so that, studies. The, no, no, they're observational. They're like they're basically oh, designed from people. I thought you said you motivational. Just, motivational. <laughs> oh, no, no, observational. <laughs> yeah. So, like, okay. So, first of all, the why this they think this happens, why they 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 suggest this happens, and they can't say it for sure because there's no actual evidence, is that sex causes neurological changes in your brain. Uh, you know, relates to the like the oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin in your brain. And that harms a woman's ability to form an emotional connection or a relationship. That is. It's basically men saying that if I got good sex for a woman is bad for a relationship is essentially what, what that's saying. But they're only looking at women. Are they not looking at how pair bonding impacts men at all? Of course they're not. not. Of course they're not. They're not saying, okay, but men who have healthy sex lives also blah, blah, blah. They would never. Uh, no, th- that would be they would actually have to be you know intelligent and understand how you know how studies work and, and how things you know how <laughs> one thing applies to one applies to both. More than that, too, is that there's nothing in in the brain chemistry that suggests that the sex with different people causes different changes in the brain. So w- men have no answer to the fact that there's, if you ask them, so does that mean that a woman who has one partner and has only had one partner her entire life and has only had sex with him but has sex with him three times a day can't form an emotional attachment now? Right, because they're wanting someone forever. But what happens to her brain when she's with him forever? We're not concerned about that when she's having sex with him? Right, because according to their science, 
if sex causes these neurological changes in the brain, then having one partner and having a lot of sex with that one partner should change the brain in the same way as having multiple partners, which means that a woman having lots of sex no matter what is bad. Is bad for, for for men, but it but that should be good for men. They should want the women to have want should. to have a lot of sex because that could benefit them if they're not total shit bags. Exactly, but unfortunately, <sighs> there are a lot of shit bags out there. <laughs> so here's here's uh, another interesting thing, and this is this is a big problem with these studies too. Is and and I, I'm sure you've heard this phrase before, but correlation is not causation, right? I feel like I'm in a lecture hall of you just, and this (laughs) is why men are stupid, and this is why men are stupid. You can tell that I did a lot of research on this. (laughs) I know, there's a lot on here. Well, because I wanted to give information so that people, when they're faced with men arguing this, can say, no, you're wrong, you're stupid, you're a dumb piece of shit, and here's why. And to be able to list X, Y, Z, the reasons. Well, you just have to question, okay, but what are the implications for men? Yeah. Crickets, fucking crickets. If you flip it on them, they won't know what to say. Not at all. Exactly. Because because it's all about controlling women. And so so this correlation is not causation thing, which which is basically saying when they have a study that says that women who have X, Y and Z are more likely to get a divorce or not end, or end a relationship when they when they say that, then they say, well, this means that this causes this. And what that's what that's similar like is saying you and I could be a great example. If you do a podcast with somebody, you'll become close friends. And then you'll want to fuck that friend. Is that no, where you're I going? No, no, I wasn't going there. No. I was live. I was ending it right here, Sarah. I was ending it right Damn there it. because I, just thought you were going I was saying just that, that, like, so that you know, so that everybody who creates a podcast with somebody is going to become close friends with that person, mm. just by looking at the fact that we have a podcast and now we're friends. Right. Let's ignore the data of. People who started podcasts end up hating the person that right, they, like yeah. yeah, it's just ignoring. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're only paying attention to this, and we're saying this is the re- this is one of the reasons. This is that's the pedestal what this is like. example that we're gonna follow. This, cause, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so it's just it's just saying, it, or, or you know, just the, anything that you 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 look at an example, or you look at some type of element, you say, well, this must have caused that without any actual proof. Do we have there a hypothesis so for what? what? <laughs> Let's go back well, to I mean, scientific, the, the, you know. So they're, well, they're, that's the thing. So their hypothesis goes back to this pair bonding, which is then based on bad bad science to begin with. So what where they're coming from is they circle back around and they try to self-fulfill this terrible idea based on bad science. Gotcha. I would say that there are multiple reasons why a woman who is more experienced in bed and has more partners is less likely to stay in a relationship. Uh, I'm sure you can come up with. A few on your own. I don't know. She knows what she wants. She's not in the position where she wants to be forever with somebody. There are so many fucking factors. It's just where you're at in life. It could be. Well, just the more exposure you have to like everything else, the less you're going to settle for shitty things too. Yeah. And if if you've had a partner who made you come. You're not going to settle for a partner who who struggles to make you come. Who thinks the female orgasm is a myth. Yeah, who doesn't want to go down on you or whatever. Right. Standards. Or, or, yeah. I think I think men are honestly just threatened because with platforms like TikTok, women are saying, yeah, I'm not taking less than this. And then other women are like, fuck, you're right. I need to leave the guy I'm with and I'm not going to date anyone who treats me like this anymore. So now there's a new support system that didn't exist before and men are flipping shit because now they can't get laid. Exactly. That's I mean, that's that's all it is. And it's all this. We need to control women 
because they don't want to have sex with us anymore because they have higher standards now. So instead, we're going to shame them into saying that by them having lots of sex and us having no sex, they are somehow emotionally incapable of being in relationships. And that's bad. Instead of meeting women where they are, let's drag them down with us. Yes. So these men, though, they're varying ages. It's not. This sounds like something, you know, a fucking 17 year old would come up with, not a fucking 50 year old. I would say a lot of them are, are, are no. Okay, so that's that's the weird thing. So usually the people the people like claiming this and making these statements, I would say are probably in their twenties to early thirties. Okay. Okay. Prime then, douchebaggery. Yes. Yes. Prime unwashed ass douchebaggery time. Then I will have comments from men who are older who have probably been married for their you know half their lives who will agree with that because. They have no actual experience out in the real world anymore, but also they came from a time of this kind of purity culture nonsense when sex was shameful, and so you weren't supposed to admit having sex at all. And so they still believe it for those reasons, because the purity culture is just as dangerous and toxic as these men saying the pair bonding nonsense, too. Right. So it's it's uh, it really is like all ages of shitty men. There's there's no there's no age group of men that <laughs> that can't be shitty about this. Oh, this is a funny thing too that I did. And this is the the last lecture piece of, uh, of 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 my research here. But science, actual science, not not this like pseudoscience, but actual science has shown that not only are you the product of your DNA and your experiences, but you're the product of both of them in almost equal measures. And they have identified genetic markers with uh, heightened sexual activity and relationship um, relation like desire to be in a relationship, which means that a lot of your sexual activity and, and your desire to like stay in relationships is determined before you even have your first relationship or have your first sexual experience because almost half of it comes from genetics, hmm. which is really interesting yeah. and absolutely destroys anything that they have to say about you know, promiscuity and, and pair bonding. Hmm. So. A lot to unpack there besides men are, there, these men are garbage, but it just sounds like another made up term to just hate on women who are happy with their lives. Well, uh, right. And so that, I mean, that's what it is. You know, anytime a woman's out there living her life being happy, there's going to be a group of men who are upset about it. Right. Every fucking time, you know, like it's just, it's crazy how, how often that like you can see it, you can see it on, I mean, social media is one of the, the, you know, the worst places, but also it's where you'll see it. Where just a woman will post something fun about something she did that day and you'll get men in there make, you know, like talking shit to her because they just can't handle like a woman being happy. And and she has to be suppressed so that she'll be with them. So it's like I don't have any other options for being happy. So maybe I'll be happy with this guy, which we know men typically benefit from being with a partner, not women. Yes. Yes. Overall, generally speaking, yeah, men have a higher happiness in relationships than women do. Hmm. So like, so, and then that's why men do this. So like, the, cause the next question is why, why are men so insistent on pushing this? And, and I think that it's one, they want to control women. Um, you know, there's this whole group of, you know, the incel community basically that don't see women as human beings. And, and we've talked about the, you know, we did, oh, a, yeah, a we've done... do, do, do women need do men even like women, you know? And, and like, and, they don't see women as human beings. They see women as something they're entitled to quite literally entitled to. It's just, it's a a woman is just something with holes to fuck basically for them. So if they don't see you as a human being, 
why would they give a shit about, you know, who you are? They would, they want you to have as few partners as possible so that you think that they're the best lover in the world and you're submissive and you'll, you'll never leave. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just their twisted mentality. And it's, it's, you know, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. And, And that's why it needs to be called out aggressively because it can be very insidious because when you hear the argument, well, if you have a lot of sexual partners, it uh, you know it affects the dopamine in your brain, and it you know makes it harder for you to form a lasting relationships with new people. You can almost think, oh, okay, well, I guess yeah. that kind of yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> you could question that if you weren't educated, yeah. <laughs> if you believe them, yeah. And and so you could be like, oh, that almost makes sense. So then a woman hearing that who who might be like, oh, well, now now I feel guilty for having you know, and that's where they want you. Life. They want you to feel guilty yep. for who you are and what you've done in your past. Because don't worry, if you just change your ways now, maybe maybe you could improve, but only if you stop sleeping with other people. Yes, exactly. And maybe maybe I should give this guy who probably smells like a sweaty ball sack a chance just because, you know, he's, he's told me that he will appreciate me even if I, uh, you know, I've had a lot of sexual He'll partners. Forgive you know, so me. Like, it's, that's all. Yeah, exactly. What is he? My God. Like what the fuck? It just goes like, it's so tied into religion and the purity culture bullshit to me. That's how I read it. Anyways. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but probably in my early twenties, I was told that <laughs> kind of like your vagina never forgets. That after you have your vagina, an elephant, <laughs> my vagina is an elephant that if you have sex with somebody, your vagina will remember for seven years. And then after seven years, they'll forget the size and shape of that penis that was inside of you. Who the fuck told Bro, you that? I don't know. I really don't fucking know. But it was somebody in Orlando and they were like, yeah, you know. Just be careful how many people you sleep with because that'll impact you for seven years once they're inside of you. Obviously, and I don't subscribe to that shit. But did you for a while? Like, was it Bro, something you yeah, thought? From, it, yeah. It was like it was like a post breakup thing of like, don't get back with your ex because the more you'll have se- the more you have sex with your ex, he's going to remain in your system. So you want to stop having sex with him so he's out of your system sooner like he's a fucking drug or something i don't know it was very it was supposed to be i think the at the time Gina never forgets it was supposed oh my to be God. empowering of like don't sleep with shitty men because your vagina will know for seven years and they'll be like to- like toxic in your <laughs> system just... but like looking at it now i'm like what the fuck even Oop. is that it's like it's like your vagina is like uh, silly putty and like just the penis just like it leaves an imprint that just like forever and then like other penises will like you know like kind of fit in there yeah, but not right yeah. you know and eventually you know, eventually it'll flatten back out again. My God, that is the that is, is that, that might be crazier than any of this honestly. That that and I and I've never heard that. That is that's insane. It's always stuck with me. A vagina never forgets. <laughs> Only after seven yes. years. <laughs> Women, if you're listening to this, <laughs> what the fuck? anyone with a vagina is listening to this, your vagina forgets. Yeah, your vagina okay? forgets quickly. It is elastic. Yes, your vagina forgets instantly. <laughs> cool. That fuck it, was good. It, Bye. My God. Forgotten. It's like it's like the uh, that whole thing about, you know, like people, these these guys who think that, you know, your vagina will stretch out if you have a lot of partners. But uh, then someone uh, turned it around and it was like, well, it's like if you sharpen your pencil too much, then look what happens to the pencil. I was trying to say that, like, here's a penis that uh, that's had, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that's been in one vagina. It's like a thick penis. And like, here's one that's been in too many vaginas. It's really skinny. And because uh, like the, the, there's no biological science behind this at all this is all just fear-mongering 
to shame women. It all boils down to shaming and controlling women, like every single aspect of it, which is just ridiculous that we as a society are still doing that. What I love the most is whenever you flip it back on the man presenting this bullshit term or whatever, and you say, okay, but for men, if they do that, then what happens? They're like, uh, uh, nothing. I'm like, oh, how, how did biology just like figure out only one side of the coin? No. Men are biologically designed Ugh. to mate with multiple people. We're designed to do that. So that's why. That's that's, that's, that's the type of DNA. bullshit that they'll say. Yeah, it's in your DNA. Yeah. Your fucking Cro-Magnon DNA. Um, so, and this, oh, this was interesting. This is something that I also thought about, too. Um, and, and I saw this and I, and I was like, oh, okay. Makes a lot of sense. Like, where did this all come from is obviously control and shame. But more than that. You know that a man came up with this theory. Absolutely. Okay, because because only a man, only from a fucking man's perspective, would he think that a one night stand for a woman would be so incredible for her that would it somehow affect her ability to create an emotional connection. Like oh. only a guy would think, oh, yeah, I fucked the shit out of her. Like she she was begging for more. You're like only a man's going to think like that was so incredible for her, even though studies have shown that less than 11 percent of women who have one night stands have an orgasm at all. Right. Because men are so incapable of understanding what an orgasm for a woman is like. Well, then it goes back to the the, the number count thing. Yes. Oh God. Yeah, I was gonna say all the one night the one night scene I had was like ah, terrible. You know, I'm forgetting right. that real quick, and that did not change my perception on anything. Oh, and like the few times that I've had one night stands, it's usually been like. You know, we're usually drunk, which means it doesn't last long. It's usually, you know, it's very, it's usually relatively quick. And then like, you know, it, because sex gets better, the more you have it with somebody. And you're comfortable and you don't feel self-conscious yeah. and yeah. You're not drunk off your ass and you know, you last uh, two minutes and you're like, oh, I'm done. You know, you know, they didn't come, but you're like, I'm done. And so like, yeah, it's, it's, it's no, no woman is going to look at a one night stand as being like this emotionally, it's, it's the same concept of virginity that somehow a man's penis is a magical wand that transforms a, a girl into a woman forever the first time she has, she has vaginal penetration, you know, for the, by a penis. Normally it's like, it's that's the same it? concept. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Your, your dick is not a wand. It does not uh, have magical powers. It'd be cool, but let's be real. Yeah. No, can you imagine if it would, men would be like even more insufferable? Well, I feel like then the vagina, the vagina has magical powers too. Shit. Oh no, the vagina definitely has more magical powers than than, than yeah, yeah. It has a baby and then pops back into Wait, place. The, like, the, I mean, that, the yeah. female like female body is so much more magical than anything the male oh, body yeah. would ever do. The male body 100%. just comes. We produce. Like, why do we have our balls on the outside? Like we're just <laughs> we're all about failure. Like you know, yeah. <laughs> I want to say now, now, if we have any men who who uh, su- who have subscribed to this theory or thought that it had weight, and they've been listening to this, which I don't think we have a lot They're of those, but now. we might have one or two who are hate listening, maybe. I want to say that if you hear that women who are successful and independent and sexually liberated don't want to be in a relationship or are more likely to end relationships, instead of blaming them, that's a good sign for you to work on yourself and be a better partner. That's for that's a time when you work on yourself to make sure that sexual experiences for your partner are good for both of you and that you actually are not another child that she has to take care of, but you're someone who knows how to communicate and listen and be there for her. That's your sign to do that, 
not to try to blame women and shame women and try to find one who's so insecure about her, about her sex life or innocent that she thinks that what you're doing is being a healthy partner. Yeah. And I'd also ask, what are you so afraid of? The fact that she's confident, like what, why wouldn't you just take that and go, Oh, that's really attractive. I want to work on myself. So I feel self-confident and feel happy in the skin that I'm in instead of it just goes back to bringing other people down like what are you wor- projection. what are you fucking all, yeah, worried it's all, about it's all projection yeah if you treat her right if you are a good partner and you listen and you care you don't have fucking anything to worry about why are you trying to make her feel less than by throwing terms like pair bonding her way to make her feel shitty to make yourself feel better that's not how this works yeah yeah, it was, you know, it's funny. I, um, I did a thing last week where, uh, for Florida career week, my sister's a teacher and she asked me if, um, I would participate. They needed people to speak about their jobs to elementary, middle school and high school students. I have a podcast about sex. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did not say that. I talked about being a writer to the younger classes and then talked about being a content creator and the podcast and everything as far as, uh, the older classes, but in both the middle school and high school class, um, both of them, I we took questions afterwards. They said, "What do you do if someone doesn't like what you're putting out on the world? Like, what if what like how do you handle trolls and you know and, and people who who are like hate on your work?" And I thought it was a great question. And like and so for both of the, you know both of them, I talked to them and said, "You know, you have to understand that usually it's not about you. That it's someone who is jealous about what you're putting out there, or jealous that." You have the conviction and the confidence and the everything to, to be able to put your words out there or put yourself on video or whatever. And so they're pro- trying to project their own insecurities onto you to bring you down because rather than try to improve themselves and be confident and be a better, you know, just and just be out there and try to do the same thing that you're doing, they would rather try to bring you down to your to their level. So what you need to do is completely ignore people like that. They are not worth a, a single tear. They're not worth a single thought. And they're not, they're not worth your time at all. So that, that kind of applies to the, the situation as well. It's it's all just about projection. So, yeah, it, it makes me think like when people say, oh, I could never date someone like that or I could never when it's not yeah. when it's not a negative flipping it back on and going, well, really? Why, why is like. Hmm, right. What's the Why problem not? here? When you start questioning and digging deeper, they don't have an answer because they're just super surface level with everything and they're not a deep person that you want to be compatible with no matter what. Yeah, I agree. So, um, anything else to talk about here? Oh, one last quick thing. Um, that uh, Open up you the know, textbook oh. again. Let's go back to this, <laughs> <laughs> this lecture here. Returning to page 34. <laughs> <laughs> you were a teacher for a day. You're I know. You. <laughs> I know. Is, is there's always a question about, well, what about STIs? Um, that someone who has more sexual partners is a higher you know, risk of, of contracting, you know, uh, sexually transmitted diseases. Okay. Are you Between being sexual safe partners, though? Like there's, right. there's a level you of should that. should be safe. And then that's, then that's number one. Number two, men are going to, the men who argue this, the men who are like, well, she's going to, she's more likely to, you know, to have an STI are also the same men who won't get tested between partners. Right. You know, they're also the they're also the same men who cheat on their partners and bring home an STI. And that's the thing is you can get an STI from being with one person if your partner cheats. The very first time you have sex, you can get an STI. You can get an STI from not having sex. Like there's there's you can get it from from a variety of things. Mm-hmm. And so the worst thing about STIs is actually the stigma related to it, not the actual 
you know, illness itself. And so I think that that's something that can, to keep in mind, but also once you get a test, you know, you get a panel and you get it tested, then you have nothing to worry about. And, and I think that that's, that's the thing to, to look for is if you're worried about your partner, if that's, if you're like, well, the reason that I'm worried is because I'm worried about her having an STI, then you go get your ass tested first and then she can go get tested. And then when she's clean, what the fuck else are you going to say? And then they usually have no argument at that point. So I Just wanted to bring that up because it is an, is an, that is one more counter argument they bring. You're so right, though. Those are the same men that will say, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm safe. And I'm like, you refuse to wear a condom. You really didn't get yeah. tested the last, you know, in between partners. But like you're fucking worried about me, bro. Are you fucking oh, yeah. for real? They're always. Yeah, because it's never a real reason. It's always this disingenuous bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I. Mm, <sighs> mm. All right. Well, takeaways. Pair so, bonding is yes, bullshit. Yes, you want to take away. Pair bonding is bullshit. We knew and, that, and, though. <laughs> but anybody who uses it is not someone to, worth having a discussion for. Like, they, like, they're not worth talking to if they're going to start bringing a pair bonding. Like, just that's it. Just question them. But why? But yeah. why? And then flip yeah. it on. How can that impact men, though? And when they don't have an answer, you know they're a dumbass. Yes. And say, did you know that humans don't really pair bond? That they were actually, uh, were actually serial monogamous? And see... What he has to say about that, and I guarantee he wouldn't even—he won't even know that part, and that'll just immediately throw him for a loop. And then you can ask him, well, if sex changes the dopamine levels in your brain, then how does a lot of sex with one partner? Uh, how is that different than having sex with lots of partners? Does and our brain? Does our brain later. just inherently know? You know? Listen, the brain never forgets. The vagina. The, brain, never the, the dick. The dick leaves an imprint on the brain for seven years. <laughs> so your brain is just a variety of dick imprints just <laughs> stuck around. Could you imagine? Oh my god! Uh, I don't know. Just, yeah, so, there's nothing uh, wrong with having sex. Like, why are we? All, it's always a sex shame thing. That's where this is always coming from. Is that we shouldn't have sex and sex is bad. Yet when we have sex and we feel pleasure, it's also like it's also like everything just sex related is bad. Unless a man right. wants sex, then right. that's good. Exactly. But if a woman. Wants to have sex bad. Woman sex bad. Man sex good. <laughs> man sex like that's good. Basically, that boils down to the men's rights and uh, the misogynist uh, discussion. Well, it just points. extends so many more things though. Like you could you could put that into abortion. Like it just it expands to all of these other oh, topics yeah. from just this one argument of like oh well women like this and that and it's like okay but if you ever were to tie it back to men this relates to like birth control oh but men don't want to take birth control pills because of oh oh sorry men you know it's every single one of these topics you could flip it back on men and then you're just like yeah this is fucking bullshit and it's that's that's one of those things is any any man who's going to argue these things they're not going to have a good argument for anything else related to things you were just talking about like they all of their arguments stem from control and from not treating women as human beings like that, that's what it kind of boils down to. And so anyone who's going to try to have a discussion, you can't ever see them as have, they, they never have a good point about anything because everything is all related to the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. And like I, I would when I would say be always, always be suspicious of anyone who's trying to regulate or moderate or criminalize or judge people for having a healthy and happy sex life. I mean, anyone who's trying to do that at all is does not have anyone's best interest in mind they're not a genuine person they're a disingenuous piece of shit and they should be taken seriously because they're dangerous yeah i just like why do you hate yourself so much 
is, right. is really my question. That's really what it boils down to. They just like they've never loved themselves. And so they want to make sure nobody else can love themselves either. That is so good. Yeah, you're right. Well, please. But we love you. Yeah, we love you. And, you know, pause and call the hotline. Tell us how you're feeling about pair bonding and men in general. You can call us at 407-519-0181. Again, we do need some more hotline stuff. So you can call us for anything if you just want to chat. Doesn't have to be related to dating, sex, or relationships. Yeah, just just anything that might be interesting to talk about. We're we're, we're uh, trying to expand, and we would love to uh, love to hear what you have to say. Um, and we want you to uh, to love yourself. And if you want help with that support and loving yourself, you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash DKS podcast. You can also, uh, you know, email us with any questions at dating kind of sucks podcast at gmail.com. You can also DM us um, on Instagram at dating kind of sucks or find us on TikTok, where I'm sure Adam has already done a TikTok on pair bonding. No. Yeah. I've done several, but I'm going to be doing more. Okay. So great. I'm going to be, yes, yes. <laughs> well, you can follow him at Adam Evitable or you can follow me at simply Sarah G underscore for anything related to the lodge at St. Edward State Park or all the travel stuff we've talked about today. Absolutely. And uh, if you're listening to this and you want to watch this on instead, you can watch on YouTube. You get to see the raw, mostly unedited versions where I just leave everything in all the stuff that Sarah wants cut out. Um, and that's uh, <laughs> youtube.com slash dating kind of sucks. And of course, we just got a couple new reviews on iTunes. So thank you to those uh, listeners who went over there. One of them said she listens on Spotify, but she specifically went over to Apple Podcasts to leave a review. Love so I that. appreciate that. If if you would do that, too, that'd be great uh, to get another five star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, is, it would be Fantastic for us. And then for as little as $5 a month, we do have our Patreon at patreon.com slash DKS podcast. We film exclusive after the episode, mini episodes, and we just chat about life and spew random bullshit that you wouldn't hear on a regular episode. Again, that's at our Patreon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we usually put up, it's usually like a 15 to 20 minute bonus episode that has stuff that you're never going to hear on the podcast because it's, it's stuff that we just kind of and we know that too because and... I'm like oh I'm so happy so and so couldn't hear that because it's only for you guys <laughs> that's that's true yeah <laughs> some some of it is it should never be public <laughs> like a crotch shot of my <laughs> yes like like on Sarah did a crotch shot trying to show uh, the sexual position that she uh, she had wow, that's <laughs> the best episode we've ever had shining moment <laughs> I know fantastic. So with that, we will be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. And thank you for joining us. Until next time. Whether you're married or single or poly or ace, or hanging out with swingers back at your place, listen to us as we get no fuss. On Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks, trying and trying and having no luck. Because we all know dating kind of sucks. Are two of a kind. He says stupid shit and she doesn't mind. They're not doing this show to make any bucks. Life is a chicken whose feathers they pluck. Why does it work? Well, here is the crux. They both know. Dating kind of sucks. Dating kind of sucks.